You want to be successful. I know you do. We all do. But what is real success in light of eternity? When you stand before God on Judgment Day to give account of how you lived your Christian life, what will success look like on that day? On this episode of the Grizz Podcast, we dive back into the life of Joseph, and we see that he was a successful man because the Lord was with him. That's what it says in Genesis 39 too. We need to better understand that. We need to do some digging into that to discover the secrets of real success. Because Joseph had it, man. He had real success. And you can have it too. So here we go. Oh yeah, y'all know what time it is. You're listening to the Grizz Podcast. It's gonna be raw, it's gonna be real, and it's gonna be relevant. We're here to guide, encourage, and equip you to live the manly life that God is calling you to live. It's time for you to step up and man up. That's what God expects, and that's what this jacked up world desperately needs. Now here's our host, Jason George. Yo, what is going down, all my brothers from other mothers around the world? Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to the wildest podcast for Christian men in the universe. Dude, yes, sir. It is Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. I hope you had an awesome Thanksgiving break with your family and friends. And if you didn't, if it sucked, man, I get that too. But uh, you got through it. (laughs) And I'm here to encourage you, dude. I'm here to lift you up, man. Let's dig right into the meat. No small talk to start this episode. Genesis chapter 39. Verses 1 through 6, back into the life of Joseph. Part 5, Secrets of Real Success. Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. And he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him. And he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. From the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. And because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Man, that is the word of the Lord right there, man. So Joseph is in Egypt. 
That's where we pick up the story. A slave to a powerful man named Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh. He is captain of the guard. And Joseph is successful. He is successful because God made him successful. That's what the scripture literally says. Genesis 39 verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. It goes on and it says, the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. Listen to me, guys. Here is the first secret of real success that I want you to get. Number one, if you're pursuing success apart from God, it's vanity. It's vanity, man. If you're pursuing success apart from God, it's vanity. We live in a fallen world that bombards us constantly with advertisements on how to be successful. So many products, courses, coaches, teachers, preachers, counselors, books, videos, promising us the way to success in academics, athletics, finances, investments, cryptocurrency, business, relationships, marriage, parenting, ministry, etc. You go in Barnes and Noble and there are aisles and aisles of books on the subject of how to become successful in all those areas and more. And there are now quote unquote life coaches and business coaches all over social media and YouTube who promise you the formula for success. But here's my question. Where is God in all of it? Where is God in this pursuit of this thing they call success? You can work hard your whole life doing all sorts of different things with the hope to finally achieve this thing called success. But if God's not in it, vanity. If God's not in it, it's all vain. It's not real success. It won't satisfy you. Psalm 127 verses 1 and 2 says this, Listen, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he, God, gives to his beloved sleep. So many are laboring for success. They are agonizing, chasing success in vain. They rise early, they go to bed late, and they're full of anxiety the whole time in their pursuit of success. And it's all vanity. It's all vanity. You know, at the end of his life, King Solomon, the richest man who ever lived, by the way, said this in Ecclesiastes 2.11, Then I considered all that my hands had done and the toil I had expended in doing it. And behold, all was vanity and a chasing after the wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. If you're pursuing success apart from God, it's vanity. Wake up. 
it's all in vain. If God's not in it, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to achieve that thing, that level, that status, that income, that whatever that you think qualifies you as successful. And you're going to feel just like King Solomon did. Vanity. You're going to say to yourself, so this is it? This is it? After all I did to get here, this is it? It'll be a complete letdown if God's not in it. Because apart from God, your pursuit of success is useless. It's vanity. It's chasing after the wind. You're trying to obtain something that does not exist apart from God. There is no real satisfying success apart from God. Joseph experienced real satisfying success that ultimately came from God. God was the one behind the scenes of Joseph's life, orchestrating things to work out perfectly for Joseph to be successful. It's incredible. And keep in mind, Joseph was a slave, a slave. Potiphar owned him. At this time in his life, at this point in the story, Joseph wasn't some great ruler in Egypt. At this time in his life, he's still a slave and his family uh, problems had not been resolved. He's living as a teenage slave in a foreign pagan land He's a victim of human trafficking by his own brothers, but God is making him successful. Through all of it, God is causing all things to work together for good, Romans 8, 28. The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. This story of Joseph is not a story of a man who pulled himself up by his bootstraps. This is a story of a man whom God was with through all of his unjust pain and suffering and who God made successful. It's ultimately God orchestrating the success, not Joseph. God is in it, and if he's not in it, there's no real satisfying success. It's all vanity chasing after the wind. It will be empty. It'll be useless. It will be a complete and utter letdown. It won't be all that you thought and hoped it would be. Just ask King Solomon, the richest man who ever lived, who deprived himself of nothing. And he says, vanity. It's all chasing after the wind. The Lord was with Joseph. And he became a successful man. And remember, at this time in his life, at this point in the story, Joseph is still a lowly slave who has to do daily slave labor, and he never gets to go home. You know what that tells me? Secret number two to real success. Listen. Your position in life does not determine your success. God does. Your current position in life does not determine your success. God does. 
Joseph is still a lowly slave doing slave labor, but God is blessing him. God is making him successful, even as a lowly slave. God is bringing blessings in and through his life, even while he's still a lowly slave. That shows you that your current position in life does not determine your success. God does. You just be faithful and honor God where you're at with what you have, and God won't leave you where you're at, and he will increase what you have in due time. That's what Joseph did, and that's exactly how God rewarded. I see so many people that want to graduate college and they want to immediately be the head honcho of a business or a ministry. Look at Joseph. He's still a lowly slave. Outwardly, many in Egyptian society at that time would think he's an absolute failure in life. Joseph may even have thought that of himself at times. He didn't know how this story worked out. He didn't have the book of Genesis to read because it hadn't been written yet. But in God's eyes, Joseph was a successful man, even as a lowly slave. Even as a lowly slave, Joseph was a successful man in God's eyes. Joseph was faithful. He honored God where he was at with what he had, and God didn't leave him where he was at, and God increased what he had. God orchestrated the success. Your current position in life does not determine your success. God does. Stop complaining about where you're at and what you don't freaking have. Stop the freaking victim mentality. Stop looking down. Start looking up. Be faithful. Honor God where you're at with what you have and let God do his thing. Secret number three to real success. The path to success is not pain and problem free even when God is in it. The path to success is not pain and problem free, even when God is in it. Look at all that Joseph has already been through with his family. The ridicule, abuse, betrayal, deceit. And look at what he's still going through as a slave in a foreign pagan land. But yet it says, the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. There were no blue skies and smooth sailing for Joseph to rise to a position of respect and power in Egypt. The path to success is not pain and problem free, even when God is in it. It's going to hurt at times. It's going to be hard. There will be resistance, ridicule, betrayal, disappointments, wounds, scars, The path to success is not pain and problem free, even when God is in it. Listen to me, my brothers. The fire that you go through in your life is what God uses to make you ready, to make you ready to appreciate and handle the success that God brings. Let me say that again, because some of you, you really need to hear this and you really need to get this. The fire that you go through in your life is what God uses to make you ready to appreciate and handle the success 
that he brings. That's why the path to success is not pain and problem-free, even when God is in it. God is not just shaping success to come to you. He is shaping you to be able to appreciate and handle the success. You know why? Because most people can't handle success, power, prestige, position. They can't handle it. They abuse it. It ruins them. We see this all the time. The path to success is not pain and problem-free, even when God is in it, because the fire that you go through in your life is what God uses to make you ready to appreciate and handle the success that God brings. This is exactly what went down in the life of Joseph. So many immature and ungrounded Christians believe that their Christian life is going to be blue skies and smooth sailing now that God's in my life. But that's not at all what the Bible teaches. Jesus never taught that. The apostles never taught that. False prophets teach that. Blue skies and smooth sailing is what we have waiting for us on the other side of death. That's heaven. Here on earth, following Christ, that's not pain and problem free. Listen to what Jesus told his disciples in John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Trouble is going to come, my brothers. Pain is going to come. The fire is going to come. That's life in a fallen world with fallen people and fallen bodies, with fallen minds, with fallen angels all around us who are constantly trying to tempt, discourage, deceive, and ruin us. Welcome to the planet. The fire that you go through in your life is what God uses to make you ready to appreciate and handle the success that God brings. Secret number four to real success. The path to success is to continually trust and obey God even when no one is watching and even when it doesn't make sense. The path to success is to continually trust and obey God even when no one is watching and even when it doesn't make sense. That is why God brought success in and through the life of Joseph. That right there. Period. You see this play out in his life. He's a man of character. He trusts and obeys God even when no one is watching and even when it doesn't make sense. Do you trust and obey God behind closed doors? Do you trust and obey God when no one is watching? Do you trust and obey God even when it doesn't make sense? Joseph did. Joseph didn't just honor God with his mouth. He honored God with his life, even when no one was watching and even when it didn't make sense. 
you know, it's easy to honor God when people are watching and when it makes sense. We care about our reputation. We care about our image. We all want to look good and godly in front of people. But what's your true character behind closed doors when the lights are out? When it, when it doesn't make sense? Do you trust and obey God then? Joseph did. You know why? Because he knew that someone is always watching. He knew that there's no such thing as secret. He knew that his life was being observed by God. And we see this when sexual temptation came from Potiphar's wife. Potiphar was a very powerful and affluent man in Egypt. I don't believe the dude had an ugly wife. I believe she was a most desired woman. You know what I'm saying? He got to choose who he wanted. We pick up the story in Genesis 39, verse 6. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. Translation, come have sex with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of me, My master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you're his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as she spoke to Joseph, day after day, he would not listen to her, to lie beside her or to be with her translation to get with her he wouldn't do it but one day when he went into the house to do his work slave labor and none of the men of the house was there in the house she called him by his garment and said lie with me translation have sex with me right here Right now, no one is around. But he left his garment in her hand and fled, and he got out of the house. Mm. Sexual temptation, as you well know, is extremely powerful. Joseph is young. Joseph is healthy. Joseph is fit. He is handsome. It says, Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Verse 6. He has a sex drive. He has sexual desires just like you and I. He notices every attractive woman just like you and I do. You need to understand that. But you need to also understand that Joseph is not ruled by his sexual desires. 
The tail doesn't wag the dog. His sexual desires are not his puppet master, like we talked about on the last episode of the Grizz podcast, the master of puppets and the mortification of sin. Listen to me, my brothers. Either you're going to make God master over your life or sin is going to be master over your life. You have to choose. Every day you have to choose. It's either or. You can't have both. Joseph chose to make God master over his life because he knew that God is a good and loving master who rewards. He has been rewarding. He has been bringing success to Joseph. So he trusted and obeyed God even when no one was watching and even when it didn't make sense. Everyone in the house was gone. No one. No one is watching. He knew that God was always watching. God was always watching when that sexual temptation from Potiphar's hot wife came and hit him day after day after day after day. When sexual temptation became too much to try to ignore it, and she grabbed him and said, right now. Joseph fled. He got out of the house. He ran. He didn't try to resist. By the way, sexual sin is interesting in all sorts of ways. But one of the ways is because it's a unique sin that God never tells us to try and resist. He always says to flee from it. Get out of there. Get away from it. Separate from it. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 and 20 through 20. Flee from sexual immorality. The Greek word is porneia, from which we get our word pornography. Flee from porneia. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You're not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And then you got 2 Timothy 2.22. It doesn't say to resist. It says to flee. Flee youthful passions, desires, lust, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. That's what Joseph did. Joseph had character. Joseph had integrity. Joseph was godly. He knew God was watching. He uses his logic. There's a thought. He knew it was a very bad idea if he were to give in to this sexual sin with Potiphar's wife. He knew it was a very bad idea that would ruin things for him. He used logic, reason. He used his brain. He basically said, look, lady, your husband has me in charge of everything that he owns. Everything. And he trusts me. He's given me everything in this house. 
that I can enjoy as well. I'm not going to ruin this gig for an orgasm with you. And then Joseph goes on and he says to her, I love this statement. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? It was more than a sin against Potiphar. It was more than just, if Potiphar found this out, it's going to ruin me. He also knows Who's watching him? Who's watching him the whole time? He knows who's the one behind the scenes orchestrating things for his rise to success, and he doesn't want to ruin it. There it is, guys. There's the path to success. He continually trusts and obeys God even when no one is watching and even when it doesn't make sense. Joseph knows who the success is ultimately coming from. He knows God is orchestrating all of it. And he's like, nope, nope. I'm not going to dishonor God for a brief moment of sexual pleasure and ruin everything that he's trying to do in and through my life. Even though I don't understand it, I'm not going to ruin it. Nope, not doing it, not worth it, no orgasm is worth that. How does he fight and win against the sexual temptation? It's not just that he flees before he flees or the reason he flees is because he uses his ability to reason. He thinks he's not led by his penis. He's led by good sound truth, logic, reason. Listen, guys, I'm learning that one of the ways we fight and win against sexual temptation is to think it through to its end. Stop and think it through to its end. Where is this going to go? Use your brain, not your penis. See past the bait the enemy is fishing with and see the hook that lies beneath that bait. See the consequences and reason it out in your brain. Use logic. Think. This is why every single morning I review at least 10 reasons why I need to avoid porn and other sexual sins. I need those reminders daily. I need that fresh shot of motivation to start my day. I use my mind. I use my ability to think and reason and make myself realize again, dude, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. It hinders the success, the blessings that God wants to bring in and through my life. It destroys myself. It destroys others. Dude, it's just not worth it, Jason. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 32 and 33, God tells his chosen people exactly what will bring success to them and what will bring their demise. He tells them, so be careful. Be careful to do what the Lord your God has commanded you. Obedience. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you. 
so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. There it is, guys. Trust and obey God, even when no one is watching and even when it doesn't make sense. That's the path to success. If you don't do that, don't plan on success coming in and through your life. Instead, plan on disaster. Obedience to God yields blessings and success. God continually tells his people that. Disobedience yields problems, disaster, death, destruction. You reap what you sow. What are you sowing? Obedience or disobedience? Or is it obedience when everybody's watching, but behind closed doors when the lights are off? What are you sowing there? When you secretly cut corners in life with academics, um, in business, when you morally compromise behind closed doors when the lights are out, you are preventing the success that God wants to bring in and through your life. Period. Fact. Wake the freak up, my brothers. Think. On the flip side, when you trust and obey God, even when no one is watching, and even when it doesn't make sense, because you know deep down God is watching right there in that moment. He's there. When you trust and obey, you're walking the path to real success. The type of success that satisfies because it comes from God. He brought it, and you know he brought it. It's a success he brings to those who walk in his ways. And you're able to say, like Joseph, he worked it all together for the good. All the pain, all the problems, all the hard times, all the tears. He worked it all together for the good in and through my life. It has blessed me and it's now blessing others. God is watching. God is always watching. He sees everything. Listen to these verses. Hebrews 4.13 Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Jeremiah 23.24 This is God talking. It says, Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him? Declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth? Declares the Lord. It's like these questions from God like that are like, are are you guys stupid? You think you're going to go somewhere behind closed doors with the lights off and do something I don't see? You think just because everyone left the house, there were no security cameras in Potiphar's house, it was just him and her? You think I don't see that? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him? 
Do I not fill heaven and earth? Declares the Lord. Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. You have done foolishly in this, for from now on you will have wars. Wow. God is looking all over the earth watching all the affairs of men, women, everyone. He's watched you all day, all night, all week, all month, all year, your whole life. He's watched you every single millisecond. He's watched you. And he's looking to give strong support, a.k.a. success, to those whose heart is blameless toward him, to those who trust and obey him, even when no one is watching, even when it doesn't make sense. And then the verse goes on, and apparently God's people had not been doing that, and he says, you have done foolishly in this, and look what they're going to get, for from now on, you will have wars. Man. (laughs) It goes back to what I said earlier. Obedience yields blessings, success. Disobedience yields problems, disaster. You reap what you sow. God is watching. He sees everything. There's no such thing as secret. What you do behind closed doors matters. What you do in the dark matters. When it's just you and Potiphar's wife and all the other servants leave the house, it matters. When it's just you and your smartphone and your wife and kids are away, it matters. Get that thing locked up with a password you don't know. Get those tempting social media apps off of it. Get Covenant Eyes installed on all of your devices so that all your online activity is monitored. It matters to your success. Period. Wake the freak up and listen. Think. What do you want? Is it worth it? CovenantEyes.com. Go sign up. And when you do, use the promo code GRIZZIN, G-R-I-Z-Z-I-N. They'll give you the first month free. So to wrap this up, here are four of the secrets of real success. Secret number one, if you're pursuing success apart from God, It's vanity. You're wasting your time. It will not deliver what you think it will. Secret number two, your current position in life does not determine your success. God does. You be faithful 
where you're at with what you have, and God won't leave you where you're at, and he will increase what you have. You be faithful. You honor him. You trust and obey him. Secret number three, the path to success is not pain and problem-free, even when God is in it. It's going to hurt. It's going to grind. There's going to be a fire. But you need that. That has a way of preparing you to be able to appreciate and handle the success that God wants to bring in your life. Secret number four, the path to success is to continually trust and obey God even when no one is watching and even when it doesn't make sense because sometimes it doesn't. We can't see everything that God sees. We'll stop there for now because that is more than enough to chew on for this episode. And we'll come back and uh, pick up in the story of Joseph. You won't find these secrets of real success in Barnes and Noble. You only find them right here with the Grizz. You're welcome, my brothers. (laughs) You are welcome. Seriously. You can become successful. You can become a successful man. Success can come in and through your life. God wants to bring that. I want your life to be successful. Take heed to what God is trying to teach you through this study of the life of Joseph. Don't blow this off. Take heed. Step up. Man up. Honor God. Live manly. Even when no one is watching. Even when it doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Couple closing items of Grizz Biz. Today is Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. So it would be really cool if you made a donation to our nonprofit ministry to support the show, there's a link in the show notes to do that. Or you simply go to narrowtrail.com, narrowtrail.com, and you can click on our give page. That's our nonprofit ministry. You can make a one time donation, or you can set up a monthly recurring donation. We promise it's safe, it's secure, it's easy. We will always send you a record of your giving, and we don't give any of your information away. You can cancel at any time. Stopping the music real quick. Dude, a couple last things. We have a new climb team starting soon. Climb teams are weekly online small group meetings for Christian men who need support, guidance, encouragement, and accountability 
in the battle against porn and other sexual sins. Um, I lead each climb team of about seven to 10 guys, like-minded brothers. I can assure you they are safe. They are confidential. They are extremely powerful and helpful. And there is no judgment or condemnation. That's not what we're about. If you would like to learn more about how you can be part of one of these weekly online small group meetings, climb teams, then go to our ministry website, narrowtrail.com, and click on the climb team page. That'll tell you more about it. You can even fill out uh, a short online application. Or if you just want to shoot us an email, info at narrowtrail.com, info at narrowtrail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Last thing, if you've never left us a rating and review for the Grizz podcast, wherever you listen, would you take a moment and just do that? Leave a short rating and review. That really does help uh, us get more exposure and more people to find out about the show. And share this episode with a friend if it blessed you. Uh, send it to a friend. Send a link to a friend or to a men's group who needs it that it could potentially impact. That's it. I am out. Dude, I'm going to go watch some USA versus Iran in the World Cup. Peace out.